Hey, sweet friend. Welcome to this episode. So glad that you're here. Okay. So what we're going to be talking about today are some reasons why we might struggle with second guessing ourselves. So some reasons why this may be a challenge for you. That's what we're going to be talking about today, along with a couple of the really powerful shifts that I experienced that I feel make the most impact on this journey, moving from self-doubting, second-guessing, constantly questioning, overthinking, moving from that space over into a space of feeling really grounded, really confident, just really being able to have more space to enjoy your day-to-day, feeling more present. These are a couple of the really big shifts that I feel helped me And obviously the things that I love to share with my clients and I'd love to share with you. So real quick, before we dive in, I wanted to remind you that we are having an amazing workshop. The link is going to be below. If speaking up with confidence is something that you feel like you struggle with, this is absolutely for you. If you have ever felt like, I really just want to start speaking up for myself. I want to start setting those boundaries. I want to be sharing my feelings. I want to be sharing the things that feel important to me, even in a very casual sense of like you're interacting with people and you feel like you're keeping yourself really quiet. If that is you, or if that's something that you've struggled with, I would love to invite you to join me for a free live workshop. It's going to be next Wednesday and next Thursday head down. Link is below. Totally free. It's going to be over in the Facebook community. And I cannot wait to have you there. I'm going to share with you some amazing tools. Um, And the thing that I love about hosting a workshop is that I'm not just going to be sharing with you, you know, I just, I'm going to get to guide you through the process. So I'm not just going to share things with you. I am going to share things, but I'm also going to guide you through things. This will be a dedicated time and space for you to, yes, learn and write down these things to take for later. But also my hope is that you're going to, you know, maybe light a candle, bring your journal. You're going to have a latte or a cup of tea. And I want this to actually be a dedicated time and space for you to move through some of these exercises that I want to guide you through to really help you start speaking up with confidence. So if that's something that you're interested in, please head down. Link is below. I would love to see you there. Again, this is next Wednesday and Thursday. It will be held over in my Facebook community. Hey, sweet friend, welcome to the free and well podcast. Are you ready to start showing up authentically in your life? Feeling so confident in who you are. Are you ready to stop second guessing yourself, comparing yourself and wasting your precious time procrastinating and scrolling on social media? Hey friend, I'm Devani. I'm a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. I'm a therapist, life coach, and dog mom. And I remember being right where you are. I am on a mission to share with you powerful faith and psychology based tools and simple steps to help you start being kinder to yourself feeling more confident, creating consistent, positive, healthy routines, and setting healthy boundaries, i.e. not saying yes to all the things. It's time for you to break free from self-doubt and comparison. Your most authentic, confident self is waiting. Even though I'm a therapist, this show is for educational purposes only. Information from the show is not a substitute for mental health or medical treatment. 
It is your time, my friend. Let's dig in and take some real, authentic, perfectly imperfect action together. Let's go. Okay, so what we are going to be diving into today, what I want to share is as always, as always, I'm going to share with you some of the reasons why you may be struggling with second guessing yourself, why you may be struggling a lot with self-doubt, second guessing yourself, feeling like there's some type of filter or you like do something and then you overthink it and then you're ruminating on it and you're just like playing it in your head over and over and over again. So what I want to share with you is, yes, I'm going to share with you some reasons. This is not an all-inclusive list and that's the power of having a qualified coach or a therapist who will actually look at your stuff, right? Like talk with you about what's coming up in your life. Look at your experiences so that it's really individualized to you. So you can really deeply understand why this is happening. What's going on here? What does this pattern look like for me? How is this impacting me? What can I do to shift this so that I have, you know, so that I feel healthier, more empowered, more equipped, more, right? All of those things. But a couple of reasons. So what I'll share with you is a couple of reasons why we might why why we might struggle with second guessing ourselves. Number one that I want to say is that this is part of the human experience. And that's just my own personal belief about this. This is, you know, what I share on here is a beautiful integration and blend of spirituality, faith, and psychology. And so with that, I believe that. I believe that you know, struggling with self-doubt is just part of our experience, right? Based on the brain we have and the experiences that we move through in life, like part of you being here as having a human experience on earth. I really believe that. I really believe that struggling with self-doubt and second guessing ourselves is just part of that. It's something to navigate and learn through and grow through. So that's number one. It's part of the human experience. It's something that we all experience. Number two, another reason why you might struggle with second guessing yourself is possibly you didn't learn growing up to trust yourself. You either didn't learn maybe to tune in and hear your voice or to trust that voice. Maybe you didn't learn how to do that. And that's something that I deeply resonate with is I think a lot of us, and probably if you're listening to the show, like a lot of us didn't grow up with that, really learning the tools to tune into how am I feeling? What am I noticing in my body? What emotions am I experiencing right now? What am I feeling? What am I needing? Right. And then feeling equipped and empowered to really do something with that then also. Right. But even that first piece of just being able to tune into ourselves, a lot of us didn't learn to either tune in and or to trust that, to trust what we're feeling, to trust what we're hearing, to trust ourselves, to trust that if I need to speak up and say something, if I need to set a boundary, if I need to tell that person, no, I'm not going to help you with this project because I don't have the time and the capacity, we question that, right? Well, maybe I, maybe I can, maybe I should, should I, oh, I could probably make it happen, right? How are they going to respond? How are they going to feel? How are they going to react, right? We didn't learn to trust that what I need here is what I need, that that is true for me. Number three, 
there's a possibility. Another reason we might struggle with this is that we learned to prioritize other people's needs, feelings, reactions over ourselves and our experience. And so what that can look like is we learned that at some point we needed to put other people's needs first because it felt safer. It was more comfortable. It, right. At some point that served a purpose and it served a function. And that's why we learned that. And so really being willing to acknowledge that. So that was number three, we possibly learned to prioritize other people's feelings, reactions, needs that we learned that. Because maybe at some point we tried to say what we needed, or we tried to put our feelings first and we got maybe a really bad reaction. Maybe it didn't feel safe physically, emotionally, right? Whatever that looks like. And so we learned, like, I need to put, I need to know how other people are feeling, or I need to put other people's feelings and reactions and all of that above my own right now. That's more important. That's more of a priority. And so that would make perfect sense that now as an adult, when you go to put your needs first or even express your needs at the same level to which you are prioritizing someone else's needs, that that would feel selfish, that we would feel a lot of guilt because that's not what we learned. We learned to put other people ahead of us. So even just acknowledging and possibly verbalizing, saying, right, what our needs are, feel selfish. We feel guilty because we learned at some point that that wasn't okay, that we couldn't do that, but that's not how it was supposed to be. So that's number three. Number four is that we didn't get a lot of practice making choices making mistakes, and then recovering. So typically when we're growing up, we need to have the space to make mistakes. We need to have the space, especially like in adolescence, we need to have the space to make our own choices, to fall on our face, to mess up, to make mistakes, and then to recover with the support of a safety net, right? Like that's, We need that. We need that developmentally as we are growing up to have a safety net of some kind, a supportive caregiver of some kind that allows us to go and make our choices that are possibly going to be mistakes. And then that they're there to help us recover from that. So we can make mistakes and then learn to recover. And I think where I see this sometimes is when we have fears of that there is a clear right choice and a clear wrong choice. And what that means is that I hear a lot, and I definitely felt this before, of like, like even in something that is so simple, where should we go to dinner? (laughs) What am I going to eat later? What am I going to do to work out? Like, it feels so stressful to even make that choice because it feels like your inner monologue is like, there's a right choice and a wrong choice. And so it feels so heavy, so stressful for you to even make a choice because it feels like we cannot make a mistake. There's no space to make a quote unquote mistake, right? And that there is even, there's a clear right choice. There's a clear wrong choice where in a lot of, a lot of the situations in our day-to-day, it's just like, 
it isn't necessarily a right or a wrong choice. It's like, what feels helpful and healthy for me right now? But in our minds, we've gotten really accustomed. We've built these thought patterns of there's a right choice and a wrong choice. And I better freaking make the right choice because I can't handle making the wrong choice. I don't even know what will happen. And there's so much pressure there. So I want you to take a second here, take a second to acknowledge what's standing out to you. Number one reason why we might struggle with second guessing ourselves. It's part of the human experience. Number two, we didn't learn to trust ourselves. Number three, we needed to prioritize other people's feelings and reactions over ours. And number five, we didn't get a lot of practice making choices and then recovering from mistakes. I want you to just take a mental note of which one is standing out the most to you. Okay, amazing. So moving on to a couple of the biggest shifts that I really feel will change the game with your self-doubt. They can really help us move from that space of doubting ourselves, questioning ourselves, overthinking, right? Replaying scenarios in our head 50 million times um, into this space of showing up, feeling really grounded, showing up, feeling really confident, really secure, really comfortable in who you are, moving into that space. One of the biggest ones that I will share with you is being kinder to yourself in the moment, being kinder to yourself in the moment. And what that looks like is when you're having a moment of self-doubt, instead of getting upset with yourself that you're feeling that way, being compassionate and being understanding of like, well, yeah, mm -hmm, I would expect this. I'm a human. I would expect you to show up right now. Yes. This is not surprising to me. It's okay that you're here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being kinder to yourself. And I would love for you to look up what a self-compassion break is. Self-compassion break by Drs. Kristen Neff and Christopher Germer is a beautiful three-step process. Of, and they have like guided ones on YouTube, which are amazing. It's acknowledging that this is a difficult moment. So in the moment when this comes up for you, acknowledging that this is hard, acknowledging this is totally normal and part of the human experience. And then encouraging yourself to give yourself some compassion. That's what a self-compassion break is. Acknowledging that this is difficult. Acknowledging that this is a human universal experience. And then thinking about how can I be kind to myself here? How can I be kind and patient and forgiving and accepting of myself in this moment? And that is powerful. That is a radical act in the culture that we live in, a culture that deeply tells us that we are so flawed, that we have so many flaws, a culture that teaches us to judge, to criticize, to, to write all of these things. It is a radical act to be kind and compassionate with yourself, to respond in a kind way to yourself. That is radical. And the results of that, the impact of that on your mental wellness on your relationship with yourself, on your self-trust, your self-love, your self-acceptance is phenomenal when we can start being kinder to ourselves. 
The second really big piece of this is learning how to shift your mind from being in the driver's seat to being in the passenger seat. And what I mean by this is that many of us, many of us never learned that you are not your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. Your mind creates thoughts. It literally is a thought-making machine. You are not your thoughts. And so many of us allow ourselves, because you know this is all we've known, but we allow ourselves to really be kind of, what's the term, like thrown around, right? Like thrown around and really at the whim of our thoughts, at the whim of our emotions, where you, you, who you are, yourself, your space, uppercase S, self, yourself is observing the thoughts, is observing and noticing and experiencing these emotions. And so the really powerful thing is that when we can start really creating a different experience with our thoughts, and instead of feeling at the whim of our thoughts and emotions, be able to recognize them, be able to notice them, be able to compassionately move them over into the passenger seat by a lot of the tools that I share with you here often, right, of noticing them, naming them. That shifts them over into the passenger seat to where then your true self, whatever phrase resonates with you, your true self, your authentic self, your best self is in the driver's seat and can be be then in control of the choices that you're making, right? Then your best self, your authentic self can guide how you speak up, if you speak up, what you say, what you're doing, instead of those fearful thoughts being in the driver's seat and then leading you to not say anything. Instead of those, you know, worries about how someone else is gonna feel, how are they gonna react, instead of those thoughts being in the driver's seat, Your authentic self is in the driver's seat, reflecting on what are my values? Who do I want to be? How do I actually want to show up here? And then taking the steps to make that happen. And that is literally the core of my work, the core of my work. And it is so important and so liberating, so liberating, so necessary. So those are a couple of the really big pieces that I feel have made such huge shifts for me. So I said number one was really being kinder to yourself in the moment, acknowledging that whatever this experience is, is okay, it's normal, and that I'm not alone. Acknowledging that it's difficult, acknowledging I'm not alone, and then really practicing those self-compassion statements. May I be kind to myself here. May I be patient with myself here. And then number two was learning ways to move your thoughts and emotions over into the passenger seat so we can still honor them. We acknowledge them. We ask them to share, right? Like, especially with emotions, we're not suppressing anything. And I think that's another huge struggle that comes up is we want to suppress. We, we don't want to feel anxious. So we push down all of the anxiety or we push down things that might make us feel anxious. We don't want to feel, um, you know, insecure. 
So we push down all of those thoughts because we don't want to acknowledge them. But it's like that metaphor of pushing a beach ball underneath the water, like it's going to pop up. And also thinking about how much energy you are spending trying to push that under the surface. And so another huge piece of this work is allowing, how can I acknowledge and honor what's coming up here? How can I honor what I'm feeling here? How can I honor what these thoughts are, you know, trying to protect me from what my mind is trying to do for me here? And also take the intentional moves, make the intentional moves that are led by my authentic self, by how I actually want to show up here, who I actually want to be, instead of my thoughts, feelings, fears. And before we wrap up, I really wanted to circle back to thinking about those initial reasons why we might be struggling with second-guessing ourselves. Maybe we didn't learn to trust ourselves. Maybe we needed to prioritize other people. Maybe we didn't get to make a lot of choices and mistakes for ourselves, seeing that we are resilient and capable of bouncing back from that. Whatever those are for you, here is the beautiful thing is that we can practice and learn those things now. So everything that I'm talking about here, all of this incredible growth, healing work that you are doing is supporting you in growing and strengthening your trust in yourself. Is supporting your ability to prioritize yourself and your needs. Is here to support you in making choices, being willing to make choices, being willing to make mistakes, and seeing that you are so capable and competent and equipped and resilient to bounce back. So whatever those are for you, and I will say again, yeah, so much of what I talk about here is how we can start trusting ourselves more, how we can start prioritizing our feelings and our needs more. And the power of being willing to make a choice instead of sitting in that indecision and allowing ourselves to possibly make a mistake and then seeing that we're capable of repairing that is so huge. So I would encourage you to think about what it would look like for you to start small. How could you start small this week? What would that look like? Leaning into that self-trust, right? Leaning into and strengthening that trust that you have in yourself, that you're gonna be there for yourself, that you're gonna take care of yourself, that you're gonna honor your feelings and needs, that you're gonna start prioritizing yourself, that it's better to make decisions then sit in that indecision for so long, which I've definitely been there, right? That indecision in itself is a decision. You're sitting there. That is your choice. So what is one small step that you can take this week to really lean into something that stood out to you here? What is one small step that in this moment you are feeling led to make, to move into? What would that be? Take a nice breath. Beautiful. And I would encourage you, I would love to see you at our workshop next week. 
next Wednesday and Thursday. It's going to be amazing. We're going to dig so much deeper into exactly what we talked about today. So if this was intriguing to you and you want more, you want to actually be guided through some of this stuff together. You're really excited to really explore self-doubt, why it's here, why it feels so difficult to speak up, right? To really learn about those things, to become more aware of what that looks like for you. So then you can start speaking up, speaking up with more confidence. We're going to create some confidence breakthrough affirmations and mantras, which I'm super excited about. It's going to be a really great time. So I'm very excited. Link is below. I would love to see you there. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this episode spoke to you and encouraged you. And before you go, I have an online community that is just for you. Head to freeandwellcommunity.com and be sure to enter your email so you can be the first to hear about new episodes, to get Monday morning journal prompts, and to get special gifts from me. All right, my friend, I will see you at our next coaching coffee date. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.